0: Reading for this weekend is from 2 Samuel chapter 6, 9 through 19. David was afraid of the Lord that day. He said, How can the ark of the Lord come into my care? So David was unwilling to take the ark of the Lord into his care in the city of David. And instead he took it to the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. And the ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite for three months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all of his household. And it was told to King David, the Lord has blessed the household of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him because of the Ark of God. And so David went and brought up the Ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with rejoicing. And when those who bore the Ark of the Lord had gone six paces, he sacrificed an ox and a fatling, and David danced before the Lord with all his might. David was girded with a linen ephod. And so David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. And as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, daughter of Saul, looked out the window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord. And she despised him in her heart. And they brought in the ark of the Lord and set it in its place inside the tent that David had pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings and offerings of well-being before the Lord. And when David had finished offering the burnt offerings and the offerings of well-being, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts and distributed food among all the people, the whole multitude of Israel, both men and women, to each a cake of bread, a portion of meat, and a cake of raisins. And then all of the people went back to
1: their homes. And then our second reading is from the epistles from Galatians chapter 1 verse 10. For am I now seeking the favor of people or of God? Or am I striving to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a bond servant of Christ. Hear what the Spirit is saying through the scriptures. Thanks be, be to God. God. So, um, Jules, I, I brought this to us to talk about as we were, we're in this mm-hmm. series, Tidings of Comfort and Joy. And last week we talked about comfort. And this week we get to talk about joy. And the image that comes to mind for me is this one of David dancing. And the reason I love this image is in my mind, I can picture uh, King David. I, I picture him with his crown slightly askewed, and he's in his tidy whitey underwear. And he's just boogieing like just rocking out super excited celebrating dancing like nobody's watching even though we see that everybody's watching including michael Maybe david should dance like a few people are watching <laughs> exactly so uh my question for you because i knew you took some time with this this week is um why is david dancing in his underwear <laughs> I
0: mean, he's not dancing in his underwear, to be clear. He's dancing in priestly garments that are very revealing, but totally appropriate. <laughs> setting. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Though I like the idea of tidy whities in the ancient Near East. <laughs> That's fascinating. Uh, so I think that it comes down to what is the Ark? Anybody who's seen Raiders of the Lost Ark thinks of it in the same way. I think, right, it's a box, it's on sticks, it's very dangerous. And the Ark is this weird, wild, kind of imperson, like, it, it's a box that sort of in some way represents, but also holds the mysterious power of the living God. And it's not really ever well explained in scripture. The design of it, the architecture of it is very clear, but the what of it is very, very strange. Mm-hmm. And this ark makes its way through the Hebrew scriptures in, you know, especially first and second Samuel and first and second Chronicles. And it like creates a lot of turbulence. Mm. It, it's both comforting to the people. It's, it's proof of God's presence in their midst. And it's also highly dangerous. Yeah. And so the last time we saw it was the Philistines had it back in first Samuel. And like the people took the ark into battle basically as like a magic talisman. And then they lost it. And then they lose all sorts of things after that. And they f- mm-hmm. kind of forget about the ark. They forget about God in some ways. Um, yeah. But David brings it back. This is the very shortened version of first and second Samuel. David brings it back and he knows there's instructions about how to treat it. There's very mm-hmm. clear instructions. Do not violate these instructions and about how to carry it, what it looked like, what it's supposed to do, how, how, who's supposed to carry it. And he kind of it, that gets messed up and it kills somebody. Mm. And so um, there's this like first parade where this death mm-hmm. happens by someone who's carrying the ark. And then there's the one we read about today. Yeah. And I think that David is dancing. This is me reading into the text a little bit, having spent time with it this weekend with you, but uh David is dancing because the first time he like tried to do the things and it was not really about God. It was about himself and proving he was king and following the rules and doing the right thing. And and he messed it up and something really dramatic and terrible happened. And this time, I think he sort of figured out in the second parade, like, oh, actually, when you have the when you have the ark in your midst, you're supposed to like it's supposed to be about that. It's supposed to be about not you and your stuff and all of who you are to the people and proving that you're the king. It's about, you have the presence of God in your midst. Mm. What do you do when that happens? And I, I, in some ways, I think he, he finds himself. He's more kingly in this moment. He's more of a leader and a priest of the people than he was in that first effort when he wasn't, I don't think his heart and his actions were aligned in that first parade. And in this one, I think that they are, it gets him in trouble again. His wife is really embarrassed by this, but I think that that's sort of what's going on there. So that's why he's dancing in his underwear is I think he's, he's recognized that God is present. And yeah. that's and that's worth dancing and over and giving food away to everyone and making sure everyone has what they like that's yeah that's the thing so it's
1: a party right yeah. he, it, it becomes um, a celebration and and uh, joy naturally like the presence of joy naturally overtakes yeah. uh, David Um it becomes his MO in that moment to the point where it embarrasses his wife. And where,
0: where I- He's I, inappropriate, like he's over the top.
1: Yeah. 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 I And, and so I'll confess a couple of things. Um, I love that. I love that he's over the top. I think it's absolutely wonderful. And I kind of love that his wife is a little bit pissed about it and is not thrilled. Like- Why? I, I imagine that she's kind. Of, it's beyond rolling her eyes. She's like, "This needs to stop. You need to stop doing that." She's and- dismayed and humiliated. Mm-hmm. Like
0: she's mm-hmm. really, she feels. What is the what is the actual phrasing in the text? Um, she she despises him in her heart.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she gets really mad. And, and because that person-
0: kind of joy can feel like shaming if you're not yeah. participating in it. If you're on the outside of it.
1: I think that's exactly it. That's what I was gonna say is that like, there's a part of me that wants to say um, to her like, hey, let's go dance, right. <laughs> like come dancing. Yeah. This should be the response. This is, this is beautiful. And I think a, another reason I love uh, this image is that um, that is kind of my mode of operation Usually in, yeah. in life, I I walk around um, and, and interact with people with uh, one of these on my face most of the time. And I, if there's an opportunity to celebrate, to dance, to have joy, um, I, I, when I'm at my house, I am goofy borderline inappropriately goofy with my wife to the point where she rolls her eyes and my kids roll their eyes at all the goofy dad jokes i that's how i engage with the world and my mind i'm I'm like a um dancing in my underwear i'm not literally but like that's my no judgment experience but (laughs) but um, lately
0: but lately that's not how you Felt and I think that that's not how many people have felt lately who would naturally lean more joyously, more celebratory, more willing Mm -hmm. to be effusive. What is that?
1: Yeah, so I, I, um, I, in addition to the fact that we are in the middle of a pandemic and my family has experienced personal grief and the loss of loved ones, uh, and just to kind of compound it. Um, I am experiencing uh, a herniated disc in my lower back and excruciating sciatica pain as a result of that, Um, waking me up in the middle of the night, causing me to um, like literally cry because I've been in so much pain recently. And I confess to you uh, this morning when we uh, met before we started this recording, I said to you, um, after I woke up at three o'clock in the morning and couldn't get back to sleep because I was in pain. And I said, I don't know how. I don't know how I'm going to talk about joy. I don't know how I'm going to do it. But here's the thing um, that is beautiful about the presence of God is that it's within each one of us. Like we carry that presence. We are the Ark of the Covenant in a sense, each mm-hmm. one of us. And so I got a chance to, to um, be real about that with you and to talk with you about that. And it didn't take long before I realized that um, our conversation and even getting to, to talk theolo- theologically about this text um, was melting that hardness and, and actually bringing me a tremendous amount of joy. Because I realized I just, I like to talk to you and I like talking about this. And it, 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 it kind of flipped me a little bit, you know, to put me back into a, a place of um, I mean, I'm, I'm not quite in, in dancing in my underwear mode, <laughs> but I, but I'm fine. I, I I found a connection to that joy just in this conversation in the conversation before we started recording. And even now in this conversation, then I think there's, there's definitely something to that, to, um, you know, we understand that the presence of God, we, at least we look at it probably a little differently than folks who carried the Ark. But our response should should be and often is, I think, very similar to, to David when we experience um, the presence of God just via b- connecting with one another. Does that make sense?
0: It does. There's this balance, right, of... And I, I want to stay for the record. I love the image that you just shared about our relationships being mm-hmm. and ourselves being like the arc. Uh mm-hmm. That's, I'm going to carry that for a long time. I, I love that image and it's two sided. We sh- yeah. we can have that joy, that like that gift to share when, when those around us don't have that resource, Mm -hmm. don't, Mm -hmm. they don't know how to dance right now. And so we can do it with them and invite them into that. Mm -hmm. And I think that the piece that this text brings that we're less familiar with is that you can be that joyful and also reverent. Mm. David is careful with the ark the second time, because he knows that the power of the living God, isn't something that you treat shabbily or that you mm-hmm. dismiss as small. You take care of it when it's in your presence and you treat it as holy. And when we have relationships where we're offering that kind of space to one another, we need both. We need we need to remind ourselves that Those interactions are that important, that special. They have that much weight. And that when we show up as the arc in that space, we can like remind ourselves, this is a moment of presence. Yeah. This is a moment that is so important. I'm going to put my whole self into it. If I'm receiving it and dancing, I'm the dancer. Like we're both things at the same time, right? Like I'm going to put my full self in. I'm not going to worry about the performance of it. Whether I'm doing it right, I'm. But I'm going to be careful and thoughtful and kind and really there, and also screw
1: the rules. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's. um, I I think of the image of of being on the dance floor. I don't know if you know this, Jules, but um, when when we go to weddings, um, oftentimes uh, I will be tapped on the shoulder to dance because I like to dance and I I might be kind of good at it. So I've, I've
0: uh, witnessed you at a couple of fundraisers. I, I've seen your
1: moves. But but here's the thing. Uh, I think it's the difference between um, being out of control on the dance floor. Yes. In which case you're going to knock into people and hurt them. And you're going to make it not just make a fool of yourself, but you could literally hurt others and being aware of your space. And I think that there's there's something to that that beautiful balance of Delight and joy, and a um, carefree attitude, carefree and also is a good word. yeah, but, but holiness too. Yeah. Like recognizing the holiness of that space, um, and 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 holding that as well as you as you celebrate. I I, I really like that. In uh, it's recognizing and paying attention to the depth of. The conversation. You know, you we have we've had countless conversations the two of us. But I think that maybe this is the first time that I have recognized. Oh, this is holy space when we have conversation, when we interact with one another, and to, to hold that as we're also we we laugh so often when we're talking, and we have that with with others as well. We have with others in our in our church community, in our family. And I think that right now, when it's hard, because it is hard to find joy. Our church has expressed that, we have expressed that. I said as much this morning. For right now to be able to go, but this is holy. This connection is holy and brings delight and joy. I think there's something to that. Maybe we can lean into that as, we, as we're looking for joy.
0: I think it's a beautiful way to think about joy because it means that you don't have to manufacture anything. Yeah. It means you don't have to, as, as we've talked about a number of times in the past fake anything until you make it Mm -hmm. because the, the raw material, the the basic structure for joy is already present because you're together. And because the presence of God is there. Mm-hmm. And so you don't have to just pretend to be happy or perform anything that that's the, the, I think that's what's so powerful about David's dancing and his willingness to invite all of the Israelites, not just some of them, thousands Every of people one. into this moment Yeah, is that he's not performing for anybody mm-hmm. except for God. And he's, and he's, he's not performing for his wife, certainly, because he would have done that differently. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: He doesn't even seem like he's performing for himself or for the crowd. Yeah. And it's because it's just, that's enough that that presence is enough. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, the raw material is already there and we can do that in any setting and in any, any format. It doesn't have to be a certain way.
1: I think that that is, that's the heart of churching and especially churching in a pandemic. You know, there's a reason why um, we're told wherever two or more are gathered, right? Father Richard Rohr reminded us of that when we spent time with him, that it's wherever two or more are gathered, that's the presence of God. That connection is the holy presence of God. These two arcs, if you will, (laughs) connecting and, And that should bring us a a sense of joy and we can, and we should hold that as holy space Uh, and, but it means recognizing it, paying attention to it. Yeah.
0: Do you want to ask some questions? I I think I can do that if you'd like.
1: Go ahead. We've got got questions questions for folks to talk
0: about. Yeah. So I'm going to add one based on our conversation and where we went. And, And that is how, can you make your time with with other people more like you're showing up like the Ark of the Covenant? How can you show up and make that space as holy as possible in this way, joyful, uh, connected, etc.
1: Metaphorically dancing in your underwear,
0: though with consent, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I think there's not enough dancing in your underwear in the world. Uh, Just don't let anybody record that and you'll be okay. But yeah, what what does it look like to show up really expecting holiness and delight to be present? Yeah. Because God is there. Uh, Secondly, how have your encounters with God become rote, habitual, more of a performance? rather than simply joyful exuberance with God in the last season, in the last few years of your faith life, wherever you wanna look at that, how have your encounters become more of a performance, more habitual, more rote instead of joyfully exuberant? Okay, so with those two questions, Andy, do you wanna pray for us and then sing?
1: Yes, let's pray. Loving God. I. I thank you for your presence, your presence within me and within all of us. And I thank you for the opportunity to acknowledge that even this morning and the joy that it brought to me in the middle of a very difficult uh, season and time and moment to find any joy. I pray, oh God, that you will continue to move within us and to open our eyes and our our hearts to acknowledge that presence when we connect with others. And may it bring us the kind of joy that is dancing in your underwear joy. We give you thanks for this this story, for this example of what it is to respond to you in a, a holy and yet delightful and carefree way. Thank you for loving us and longing to draw near to us. May we continue to grow in our love for you and our desire to draw near to you and to draw near to one another. We pray all of this in Jesus' name and all the holy names of God. Amen. All right, we invite you to Uh, Sing along, sing with and to one another our closing benediction song. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make God's face to shine upon you and be gracious, gracious, gracious to you the Lord, lift up God's countenance upon you and give you, give you, give you peace and joy. Mm. Experience peace and joy as you continue to stay home and stay safe. We love and miss you. Bye.